Hi, everybody. Well, we're here in Novel Ideas on um, July 21st, 2017. Couldn't think of the date there for a second. Can't believe we're almost through July. And the book we're discussing is What Alice Forgot by Leanne Moriarty and Liz, Lindsay, is our guest host for this evening. So I'll open it up and Bob, I don't know if you're prepared to read the newswire. If not, Liz, you can take it away. Take it away, Liz. You're on. Liz, can you copy? There I go. For, for a minute, I had a hard time grabbing the mic. It wasn't working. Anyway, good evening, everybody. This is Liz. Um, what Alice forgot begins shortly after Alice has had an accident at her gym. And she, her, her first consciousness, she believes it's the year 1998, when in reality it's 2008. So she's lost 10 years of her life. Um, and so essentially the book is about her trying to discover what has happened in the last 10 years and what happened to it, it, what what sequence of events happened to kind of bring about some changes both good and bad um, and so why don't we just begin with going around and asking people did you like you know how did you like the book um, and then we can kind of talk about some other things oh my it seems like I'm always first here on these books and I get I'm I guess I start like I did the last one. I'm willing to have an open mind about this book. Uh, I just got to tell you that, that again, and you guys can <clears throat> straighten me out, but how much do we suspend disbelief? Alice hits her head, loses 10 years of her life. No one for a long time sits down and says, here's what you missed. Here's what you missed. Nick has divorced you because... You were mean, Alice, and so on, and go through everything for to bring her up to date. You might argue, but if they do that, there's no book. But I've got to tell you, it didn't get sort of good. It got sort of good when the kids came into it. But uh, up to that, it's a lot of uh, this girl go, has a party. I'll stop at one of my comments. She has a party and doesn't know anybody, doesn't know what's going on. Where I Here I am. And whenever they correct her, she says, oh. You know, and it goes on in every other line. Alice lost her memory. You know, it's going out. Everybody seems to know about the 10 years but Alice. So I'm willing to have an open mind here and tell me what I missed. I will only say there were a lot of characters I didn't like. I mean, even Jane, the divorce lawyer, starts out at the gym and you never hear about her till maybe at the end a little bit again. Uh, Nick was terrible toward her. And then, of course, he gets good and, and, and it, on and on. But let's, I'm willing to be educated, so I'll shut up and let the next person speak. Well, I liked the book. Fine, it was, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a good book. Um, but I, did, I didn't really like any of the characters. The only character I really liked was Franny. You know, uh, their uh, surrogate grandma, uh, Alice's and, and uh, Elizabeth's surrogate grandma. Um, I, I felt badly for, for, for Alice and Elizabeth and, and everything, but I just didn't care for them. Nick was, Nick was not a great person. Um, 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 uh, great, um, Elizabeth's husband, he was okay. Um, but, but I did like the book. I mean, it, it brought up, you know, there was some thought-provoking things throughout the book. Uh, the kids were brats. <laughs> Sorry. But um, I'm glad I read it. It took me a couple, three days to read it. And uh, I, I enjoyed reading it. I just didn't care for the people. This is Sherry. I think what Bob said is a valid criticism. I mean, you would think that at least Alice's sister would sit her down, or Franny, or her mother, and explain. Of course, if her mother tried to explain it, it would take forever. Just explain to her, here's what you missed, but no one did that. But in spite of that, I liked the book tremendously. I, I thought it was really good. I thought the writing was good. I, I Like Marsha, a lot of the characters weren't that likable, including Alice, which I thought was really interesting that the author chose to 
kind of have her be a, a not a very great person. And I also like the fact that the author didn't pick something easy that broke Nick and her up, like an affair, like most authors do. Instead, she just had kind of a growing apart thing that drove them apart. And I thought that was a much more complex and interesting way to handle the situation. Hi, this is Deborah and uh, Deborah Kendrick, and I don't, I've only come a few times before, and um, I came this evening because I loved this book. For the first time in a really long time, I just started this book Wednesday, and I couldn't put it down, Um, and I, unlike what some of you are saying, I was pretty crazy about the main characters, particularly Alice and Nick and Dominic and Alice's sister. I, I thought all of them were pretty wonderful. And to me, I, I feel like people did try to, the people who cared about her, who were close to her, did try to bring her up to speed. There's that one funny scene where the father-in-law who's trying to tell her about what happened politically in, in the world and the mother is trying to tell her about all the gossip of all their friends and family and so she can't hear either one of them but her sister meets information out to her as as it comes up um, but I don't think I don't think that whether you believe it could happen or not is relevant I think what's beautiful about this book is it's such a wonderful illustration of how one person has so many facets, and we all do. We all have people that we have been at different times in our lives. And so here's a woman who, by an accident, gets to go back to the person she was 10 years earlier, who was softer, kinder, um, less less driven and I, I I think that the author did a wonderful job of showing that in the in her actions and her reactions to people in the vague way she has of speaking at times in the clothing that she selects um, I just feel like it's so well done and I, I said to my my daughter this evening that um, any, any, I, I feel like any man who wants to know what it, what it really is to be romantic, should read one scene in this book, and that's the scene where it's near the end, where Alice is reflecting on a time when she was so depleted because of sleeplessness and taking care of the babies, and and. She, she comes to bed utterly exhausted and says to Nick that, um, that she wanted for a minute to hurt the baby. And he gets it. He understands what she needs. And he says, go to sleep. And he unplugs the baby monitor, which how many men, sorry guys, but you know how many would actually think of doing that? He unplugs the baby monitor and cancels his business trip and takes care of the kids. And I, I just... That and other scenes where you know I, I got to the point where I thought the only thing that's going to make me not like this book is if she gets her memory back and doesn't stay with Nick. So I was really happy that, that it ended the way that it did. But but I think because throughout we see his his ugly sides and her ugly sides, but they have that amazing connection, and he puts her forward to people. He's proud of her and he he you know quotes her and talks about her and I, I, I just I don't know, I, I I love this book. I couldn't I, I missed a lot of sleep and skipped a lot of things to get to the end um, before this evening and then it was the kind of book that when I got to the end I was kind of sorry because I'm going to miss them. I want just quickly was this Liz's story or Alice's story? And let's see what others have to say about that. Uh, I, I like the book too. This is Alan. Uh, 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 my my only problem was, I mean, I, 
I really liked Alice of uh, 10 years ago, and I just had a hard time. Now, now I realize people can get get more jaded and they get more of an edge to them and stuff, but, but boy, they seemed like they had made her into an uber bitch uh, from what all the descriptions about her were. And I had a hard time thinking she could go from being what seemed to be really a, a, a soft, loving kind of person to to be in the way she was portrayed but i really did like her and uh like deborah said i i was really going to be disappointed if if she ended up with dama nick instead of uh the original nick and i was glad that uh they they worked things out because i i really did enjoy the book and uh uh i thought did a the, the author did a really good job of throwing us into this quite an unusual situation I, I did find it frustrating that people seem to forget uh you know from moment to moment oh yeah you, you know such and such happened and oh oh no no that's been in the last 10 years so you're not going to remember that but uh, uh I, I thought it was a, it, it was a very good read and and i i enjoyed st- sticking with the book and and reading it all the way through it was it was it was a good read and i'm glad glad liz picked it thanks yeah, I, I agree with you, Alan, as far as how could such a nice person as Alice was back in 1998 become such a jaded, hard bitch. I, I just, uh, I, this is Marsha, and I don't, you know, I never quite figured that one out. Um, I guess, uh, well, Nick kind of was the same way. He, in 19... Um, 98, I mean, he was, you know, uh, very, they were very happily married, and looking forward to having their first baby and uh, uh, and everything. And um, I kind of like that nickname they, they gave. Well, they, they now, you know, eventually they talked out, obviously, it was, it was a girl calling her Sultana. I don't know if that's a particular Aussie kind of cracker or something, but uh, I thought that was kind of neat. But, you know, they both turned to such different people in those 10 years. Oh, this is Michelle. Um, I, I actually read this book quite a while ago. It was probably about a year ago. So everything is not the freshest in my mind. But listening to everybody talk, it's bringing it back a little bit. And what I remember that I liked a lot about the book, I think Deborah really described it really well, is just uh, it was sort of the sense that... Um, you know, people's lives go in a certain direction and sometimes different things happen and the way that you start isn't exactly where you find yourself 10 years later, um, you know, particularly with her relationship with her husband and also with her relationship with her sister. And I think had she not had the accident that she had at the gym, her life would have continued in this direction, but she got a, a second chance to go back and kind of re-examine the path that her life was taking and I found that really interesting um, I, I like that she could sort of go back and say well you know this is what I remember about my marriage and, and my children or she didn't even remember having all her children and this is what's happening now and she had sort of a chance to really examine it differently than if she hadn't had the accident and her life was just continuing in that direction and the same thing with the relationship with her sister um, I thought that was really interesting part of the story too so um, I, I, I wish I remembered all the details and I'm sure when I listen to everybody I'll, some of it will come back but I, I do remember I really liked that aspect of the story Hi, it's Don Horn. I have to say I'm fascinated by this discussion because I did not like the book. The only thing that kept me reading the book was the three kids, who I didn't think were bratty at all. I thought they were kind of, I thought it was interesting because they were typical kids, but they were also very different from each other. So, and I liked them and I was really like rooting for them, which kept me reading. I had a real problem with the frequency with which the author kept having to find ways to remind the reader that she lost her memory. Because I thought, well, the reader didn't lose, like we didn't lose our memory, your character lost hers. And it got a little, or very annoying after a while. But what I find really interesting is some of the things that people are bringing up that, you know, that you liked are things that I don't even remember because my mind wandered 
during those parts of the book. Like, the relationship with the sister, somehow that did not captivate me, and I had to kind of force myself to pay attention to it. Whenever I read anything by this author, one of the problems I have is I don't like the dialogue. And for the longest time, I thought it was because of the narrators. But now this is the third book I've read of hers, which is three different narrators. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's the the dialogue itself. But I have to say that hearing the comments some people are making is giving me a new appreciation. I'm not going to ever love the book, but it's making me realize that there are things about it that I missed. I liked the book. This is Carla Hayes. Um, I liked the book. I wouldn't say I'd read it again. But um, the things that I liked, and I don't know if it's the teacher in me, but I I get caught up in the characters and and the uh, static and dynamic characters and how how we saw each of those characters change a lot. and um, how that adorable little Olivia sort of became the brat, and Madison, who was the brat, became less bratty and more sensi- more sensible. But um, I liked the kids. Having taught for 35 years, I can say they are very, they behave realistically for kiddos. You know, kiddos go through various stages of curiosity. I liked Tom's curiosity and about the, how many kilometers um, it was to here and there and the percentages and how he, you know, how he was, you know, FYI, you know, just, he was just so cute. Uh, I have students like that and um, how, how they developed. And, um, you know, I really like that. There were a couple of ingenious things that I think that the author did. Um, She led us down a few false paths and then out again. Like um, Gina is a good example. Uh, You didn't know whether to like or dislike Gina. At first you thought, well, did did, um, Nick have an affair with Gina? Or what did Gina do? And it, it turns out she just died. But you have to admit that we sort of got done led on a, a wild goose chase with Gina. And, and there were a couple other examples which, um, of that, um, that you, you thought it was going to be one thing and it was another. And um, the, the other thing that I found really interesting, um, and, and there are psychological studies about how the sense of smell, how your olfactory sense brings back memories and I mean if you read Proust and that's that's sort of what um, um, is the um, the focal point of of, um, Proust and but even in my own life I can think of there's there's a certain combination of freshly cut grass and chlorine and concrete it's not at every outdoor swimming pool but when I smell that certain it has to be a certain combination all of a sudden I'm six years old again it just it just just memories just just come and how the perfume brought back memory and all the things that brought her memory back and the smell that's very ingenious and then the other thing I like how I don't know if any of you noticed but the book opened with a dream that she was having um, about floating and having her toenails painted different colors and not a particularly good job and and how Gina was floating and and the Marco Polo If, if you read that first chapter and then you read the epilogue the first part of that dream, it's its identical. I, I believe the words are identical and the dream is identical. And all of a sudden it comes together at the end because um, she's talking to Gina. The, the person that she's with is Gina. And then she asks Gina, are you dead? And Gina says, dead, you know, I'm not dead. And then how Dominic swims over to them and, and she says he doesn't belong. And you know, you don't belong here. You know, Gina swims away, and then she says, you don't belong in this place. And I think that's very symbolic. And then I'm going to let up on the mic, but I I just want to say, I don't think, I liked Alice. I liked Dominic. Um, I I don't know, I didn't like Nick as much, but then he, he came through. Elizabeth was a little bit selfish and hard to get used to, but I think the author did a very good job of showing 
um, characters, the good and the bad, and a rounded portrait of each of the characters. And one thing I hate is when an author makes somebody totally good or totally bad. Like <laughs> when they go back to the little house on the prairie, was Nellie Olson and Mrs. Olson really always that bad? You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I digress. But those are my feelings about the book. Okay, I know uh, Ruth Ann wants to talk shortly, but I've got to say, I I don't like the kids. And I can tell you, I was a kid over 35 years ago, so maybe things have changed. But I know when I taught school, they didn't change. I, if I had called my mother stupid, I, I'd have been a dead man. I wouldn't be talking to you today. I'd have had my mouth washed out with soap. I would have been, been, had chores. It wasn't cute. It wasn't cute. And okay, the kids are being neglected and... But the, that was their mother, and uh, it went on, well, well, she can't remember, she's stupid, and so on. The best part of that was when Madison was in trouble and they were on the beach, and Alice talked to her. That was a, a high watermark uh, there. Uh, Alice and Nick were workaholics. The school dominated their lives. I, I, I just, I'm a teacher, but i got to tell you, I wish we had volunteers like those people. It was like a family. It was... It, it was an incestuous family. The vice principal was having an affair with Michael, the therapist. And finally, the, the relationship between Gina and Alice nearly broke up their marriage as well. It wasn't all Nick's fault. Oh, Gina's doing this. Gina's doing that. Ruth Ann says that's normal that women get girlfriends like this. She can speak for herself, though. That what? that happens where the girlfriend becomes almost more dominant in their life than, the, uh, than her husband. Uh, let's see what Ruth Ann has to say. She wanted me to hold this for her. Go okay, ahead. I, I would. I really thought that there were some things uh, that I I thought that they didn't really deal with the whole amnesia thing. As far as I mean, everybody just kind of went on and kind of glossed over it in some respects. But it seems to me that the book changed drastically <clears throat> in Alice's mind when her friend when Gina got into the whole book, that her life changed greatly. She was not a person who went to the gym, and suddenly she's going to the gym and having a personal trainer every day and all of this sort of, sort of thing. And uh, uh, Gina was, uh, you know, really a great part of that. And the thing, too, that got me uh, was, you know, I can understand talking something about infertility yeah. But Elizabeth just went on and on and on and on and finally she had a baby. But you know, some of it sometimes people don't have it end up quite that way. And I didn't think that she was all that helpful at first. I mean, yeah. she was trying. And I agree with Jane, the uh, lawyer, who kind of was there at the beginning and got her off to the hospital, but she you never saw her anymore except of sending a message, don't sign anything, because when she really she wanted a, a divorce, uh, that her husband wanted a divorce, she said, no, we're not getting a divorce. And um, I thought that was interesting how it finally came back, that the smell of the lemon meringue pie, and uh, she practically faints, and the two men in her life get her out of there. But, um, you know, I don't really know how amnesia is supposed to work. I mean, uh, if you uh, you seem to have the ability to talk and do most of everything, but yet some of these things that are weighing the back of your brain seem to keep working. Uh, like, she didn't know about the makeup, but when she touched, put the makeup on, her hands just went to work and got the makeup done right. But uh, I kind of, I like the book, but I, I just... I thought that there were some things that maybe I wouldn't have liked to see it done that way, but uh, that's kind of where I am. Okay, in conclusion, the final thing is they have a crane carrying meringue pie or whatever it is, the biggest one ever made, so she can remember Gina. I, I thought that was, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Gina, oh my God. But she couldn't smell it at people's homes. It had to be done that way. That was just the author doing it, I guess. You can do anything in a novel. Thank you for listening. I think actually somebody did make a giant pie like that somewhere, but I'm not sure. Um, I don't think it's necessarily normal for women to have relationships with female friends that displace their spouse. 
I think in this case, one thing I liked was the complexity of the author writing it in such a way that this might not have happened had Nick not been traveling so much, had Gina not been such a strong, dominant personality that Alice sort of tagged along with and wanted to emulate. Um, those things might not have happened. And, yeah, the kids did act like brats sometimes, which is... You know, typical kids do that, and some kids have stronger discipline than others. I agree with Bob that a high water mark was definitely at the beach. The way they handled Madison's problems at school, I liked that tremendously too. And I also liked um, a line that the author said at the beginning, where Alice said, "This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me," and then she pauses and says, "Well, I don't know that for sure." And that kind of sums up the situation she was in. Wow, what a great discussion! Um, actually. I wanted to specifically talk about Gina. Um, that is it possible? Do you think it's possible that a friendship could interfere with a, a marriage? And, and many of you have already addressed that. Um, and I, I can think of examples, maybe in my own life, where I had a friend that had some weird influence, and you back away from the friendship or whatever. But um, that that was uh, a real. As Carla said, that was like one of those things that you kept kept pulling you out of the story was what happened to Gina what happened to Gina um, but yeah it, it does seem like Alice was lonely and she was overwhelmed with all everything she had to do and this strong person came on and so Alice started emulating her which took her down a path um, one of the things I like about this book is is that the characters are really not all likable or all dislikable. They're they're just real people. We all have dark sides and we all have you know positive sides. Um, but what I particularly what what drew me to it was the whole wow, you know, ten years. Where would like, and I was wondering if people want to talk about this. Is like, it, did did it cause you when you were reading the book to think about? Hmm, what if I had forgotten the last 10 years of my life and suddenly, you know, here I am. Um, would, I, would, would I really recognize the person I am today? Have I changed that much? Um, and I can honestly say for me, I don't think so. I think I'm kind of the same, you know, I have the same friends that I had 10 years ago. I don't have any dramatic changes in my life. Um, I've lost a lot of people in the last 10 years and, and pets and stuff like that and that would be kind of a sad thing to have to you know realize again but I don't think that I'm that much different today that I was 10 years ago I was still working back then but yeah, I think of who I am now maybe I'm a little bit more mellow and more relaxed I mean retirement does that to you and that's great but I was just kind of interested if people had had allowed themselves or you know thought it would be fun to think about Am I who am I today as opposed to ten years ago? Yeah, I kind of thought about that, Liz, and and you guys all know my circumstances. Uh, you know, I know if I would have lost my ten years of memory, I'd still be happily married and 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 that kind of thing. But other than that, it wouldn't be you know much much different. As as you said, Liz, I still have uh, basically the same friends. I do the same things for the most part, and uh, but you know we've I've lost a lot, lost people over those last ten years. But um, yeah, I, you know, and and I'm I'm wondering really how realistic that, that all is too. I mean, do you does any has anyone? I, I suppose it has happened. You fall and you hit, you really hit your head hard and and uh, get a concussion and and have amnesia and lost those years. But it's an interesting thing to think about. I think it might depend which 10 years of your life you look at, though, because I think there are certain times in our lives when we do go through a lot of changes. Um, I thought a little bit about that while I was reading the book, and, and certainly when we, when, we got, um, when we got comments on, on DB Review, people mentioned that. Um, I think that I don't know, as you get older, I think your circumstances maybe change more than you do. But when you're, maybe when you're during child-rearing time and like that, I, I think that the changes that were portrayed 
seemed realistic enough and they didn't seem like it seemed very possible that in the particular 10-year span that they were talking about in Alice's life, that felt possible to me. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. I wanted to say, too, that the thing that has changed in, in my life lately has been the world has changed so much in the past 10 years. And, uh, yes, you... Uh, I, we've wound up losing people, our parents, and uh, different people. Our children have gone on different ways, and uh, the world itself has changed. I don't see myself as that much different, but uh, the world—I mean, so much even in the regular world has changed. Uh, as far as you know, the president of the United States, we uh, uh, had you know, uh, uh, Barack Obama would never have been able to run before, or never did, and uh, it just, things have happened that she would have been totally unknowing un, 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 about, and I, I just feel that, you know, I think in the last 10 years, your life, your life changes, but you as a person don't totally lose who you are. And certainly the world has changed. I agree with uh, Ruth Ann. I wonder if it would have better been better had Alice written to Dr. Hodges. That's yeah. the first thing I would have done. Somebody, if I said, I don't remember the last 10 years, i got to start with a psychiatrist, she didn't. some expert. But it was Liz writing to Dr. Hodges page after page about her story. That's why I said it was almost Liz's story, you know, uh, but it was a subplot. I understand that. It was supposed to be Alice, but... I wonder what happened had Alice written to see Dr. Hodges and said, let me try to capture some of this stuff. Because it was overwhelming to her. Mm-hmm. Things changed. Uh, she didn't remember it. And, oh, yeah, you lost your memory. Oh, yeah. And nobody sat her down and says, let me tell you. But I think Gina would have. I'll, t- I'll okay. give her that. I'm not a Gina fan there. But I think she would have. Oh, this is Michelle. Um, it's funny. I don't remember thinking about that when I read the book, although it's certainly a very <laughs> logical thing to think about, you know, what would be like if you suddenly lost 10 years, 10 years of your life. I just kind of accepted that in this case her life would be really different because the 10 years that she lost was from the beginning of her marriage to where she was now with the beginning of her having children to having three children so it seemed really plausible to me that somebody you know throughout their 30s a woman throughout her 30s that is a time that a lot of times women do change a lot you know when you go from being let's say almost 30 to almost 40 I do think a lot of women have a lot of changes at, at that particular time in, in their life. Um, I don't really want to get into specifics, but since I'm sitting here thinking about it, I mean, in my own life, there's been a lot of changes, actually, in the last 10 years. So if I suddenly had 10 years wiped out of, of my life, I think it, it would be quite a shock, actually, besides, you know, just orienting to different technology and, and all the things that you have to get oriented to. I think just waking up and, and realizing that, you know, what happened, it, it, it's certainly quite a shock. And I thought she did that really, really well in the story, just that confusion of trying to figure out what happened. And even if somebody sat down with you and tried to explain to you what happened, you still have to really process all the, the things that have changed in her life. And there were a lot of things that, that changed um, in those 10 years. So I, I thought that was a really interesting part of the story. Okay, it's Randy. I finally got the key. (laughs) Um, And I agree with a lot of what Michelle said. First of all, somebody with a brain injury like that can't process. You can sit down and talk with them all you want and try explaining things till you're blue in the face, but they're not going to, they can't process it. They only know what's happening right now. And they may not even fully be able to understand that. So there's no way that I don't think there's any way that you can sit there and, you know, go through everything that happened and explain to somebody who truly doesn't remember and doesn't realize that they've lost 10 years that you can't go back and explain all that easily 
and I don't think it's very realistic because they just can't process it. And it's just, from all that I've seen, it's just, it's very tiring for them to even grasp what's happening right now in front of them. So, and, oh yeah, I have to agree, the last 10 years of my life, if I lost 10 years, it would be drastic for me too because there have been a lot of changes and a lot of things have happened it would have just it would be difficult I actually have a friend who we went to college together and back in 2003 she was in a very bad auto accident on her way to work one morning and when she came to she actually was like an 8 year old again and when she and she was like that for probably a month and all of a sudden her memory just came back and she said to this day she still doesn't remember any of that she doesn't remember the accident she doesn't remember anything she doesn't remember much of what happened but she does remember that feeling of being in a fog and all of a sudden one day the fog just lifted and her mind was clear again and you know and my sister too she was in an accident and has problems now and it's been 11 years so it's but it it's tough and I I think the author did a very good job portraying all that and the scene Deb, Deborah talked about when Nick unplugged the baby monitor, that was one of my favorite scenes, too. And, yeah, the kids, you know, the kids were kids. They, they were just bratty one day and not the next. But, I, yeah, I liked that scene on the beach, too. And I liked the end. I thought just it all came together so well I like Leanne Moriarty's books I've read a couple of them and but I have to say this isn't one that's my favorite this is I liked I liked another one better but this this was it took me a while to really get into it but once I did I I really enjoyed it I have to say but like I said, this wasn't my favorite of her books. Randy, I just I certainly understand your processing concept. So then why did the author shove her into a party, right? Oh, Alice will handle everything with the meringue pie thing. Jumping at that is isn't that like throwing you into a cold, cold pool? I mean, uh, is there a middle ground about processing? You know, I mean, the author said, oh, no, that's right. It's hard to process. So I'm going to throw her into life. Nick doesn't even explain. He knows she's lost her memory and doesn't say, Alice, let's sit down and explain what we went through, why we're getting a divorce. OK. Yeah. And she even thought she was having an affair. He had an affair. Uh, remember, with the vice principal and all that stuff, she, you know, all this stuff. So, I mean, um, is is did the author strike a middle ground? Just throw her into the meringue pie, throw her into the party. Throw her into things that she doesn't know about, you know, and just let her learn as she gradually. And finally, she read journals and stuff like that. Read the diary, was it? I can't remember now. Anyway, I was just curious about that. But I understand you made, taught me to, hey, the processing, you can't do that. You, you know, a psychiatrist cannot help you with the process. You have to live it. But it seems like they really threw her into the cold, the cold pool. Hey, Bob, thanks for cutting me off, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but they were, they, people were telling her what was going on. They didn't just leave her floating out there. Uh, you know, people, you know, her sister, uh, told her what was going on. Nick, when he grasped the situation, was telling her what, you know, what their life kind of had been like. Um, you know, so it wasn't, it, you know, Elizabeth told her, on the way home from the hospital the day after the accident, what had happened, what the doctor told her and everything. 
So it wasn't like she was just totally out there on her own. And um, my, I think my one of my favorite scenes was the scene at the beach. I mean, Madison went from from a glum uh, bully to a very happy young girl seeing that whale and the calf and everything and having her ice cream and she was just so full of joy. Um, that was a beautiful scene. Hi everybody, it's Liz. <laughs> I've been trying to get the mic for a while. Randy, I wanted to say, Randy, thank you very much for sharing your personal experiences of people with traumatic brain injuries because I think it lends some authenticity to what Alice went through. Um, it helped us to understand that, yeah, these things really do happen. Um, and they can be, and I've heard, you know, stories about amnesia that it can be really weird and then all of a sudden everything just comes back, you know. So I don't, I'm not an expert at it at all, but thank you for sharing that. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought that people were like the big party and stuff like that. I, I think I got the impression that, that maybe Alice was really just trying to get her feet back. That her whole world had been shut up, you know, you know, kind of. It's like she wanted to do this to try to reclaim her life, um, and that's what I thought. I I didn't get the sense that people were expecting her to do it and pressuring her to do it. I thought she wanted to do it to reclaim reclaim her life and kind of get back on track. But the, I think going back in in the, my reaction to this book, this was the first Leanne Moriarty book that I read, and. I really loved it. I loved it from, from a lot. It was recommended to me, and then I went on to read more Leanne Moriarty. And, yeah, I do like her as an author. Um, I like her character development. I like her twists and turns, her plot lines. But I, and I agree with others that have said it's not my favorite book anymore. I really, really liked Big Little Lies. <laughs> that was a, an excellent book. Um, but so you know, I... I, I uh, there's just a whole lot of stuff in this book, but I think the thing is is that what I took away from it is you know to you know that that I was excited that Alice the character had an opportunity to you know I really don't like things in my life today i I, I liked things the way they were before, and how she kind of was able to go back and reclaim some of her old self and relax the parts of her that had changed over the 10 years, and I think largely due to Gina's influence, um, that she was reclaiming those parts of herself that she had let go and that people actually liked about her. And she, she, she really had a chance to go back and reclaim those aspects of her to make her a much nicer person. So, you know, I wish we all had that opportunity. This is Deborah, and I just wanted to... Um, respond to, to Bob, your problem with the party. I, th- I, I think you um, maybe missed a couple pieces there because there wasn't a, a conspiracy of sorts to throw her into the party. She, she chose because she was collaborating with another PTA mom um, on the party. And it was clear that the other mom had it under control. It was also clear that they had the means to, uh, that the party was going to kind of run itself. You know, we saw people delivering the alcohol and delivering the dishes and delivering the food. So she really didn't have to do anything but be willing to have her home be open. And, And there was the reference to once she was in it, it was one of those moments when she was surprised that her body remembered a behavior that her brain hadn't recaptured yet, but being physically in the situation of a party, even though she didn't recognize the faces and didn't know who was who and didn't know their stories, she knew she had the mechanics down of, of mingling and socializing and talking to all the people. And I think just think a lot of it was it's just really great commentary on on, on, on people on, on who we are right? who, who, who we can be as different kinds of people so um, 
ask. So yeah, I, I didn't feel like there people. It just it just sort of happened. There no one. Um, her her sister tried to protect her, if you remember, and you know her sister called repeatedly the the party co-conspirator to cancel. But when Alice took the call back, she said, "No, no, we'll go ahead." And to me, that's kind of that's believable because she was in this zone of being the person she was ten years earlier, which is, you know, kind of vague and uh, not really stressed. And you know, why not open her home to all these people? Maybe she would help her figure out some of what her life was supposed to be like today. So it. It was totally believable to me. It made sense. Oh, boy. I forgot what I was going to say. But I didn't cut anybody off. I held my finger on the key, as I always do. Okay. I'm still telling you, one day out of the hospital. I know Kate. Kate later accused, uh, didn't her daughter and, and Matt Madison get in a battle? And Kate said, I hate you. And Kate was a, a climber, a social climber. And they did try. Liz did try to call and cancel. But I, if, yeah. I, I got to tell you, if my wife had been in the hospital a day before, practically, and had went into a party, and by the way, <laughs> you're having a big party, it, it just wasn't believable. But what I want to say is the difference, the, the reason I like Jody P. Cole is that Jody explains amnesia. The, this is what Randy's doing, and that we appreciate that. Yeah. She could have taken a chapter, Dr. Hodges, to give a, a speech on amnesia, somebody so we understand it more. You guys are all saying you hit your head, you lose ten years. It's some blind, some some guys hit their head and can see all of a sudden. I've tried it; you hit the wall, it doesn't work. But but some people, some people do hit. They they bang their head. I can see now. I can bang their head. I remember or whatever. And and, and she fainted with the meringue pie. And I remember. And that's okay. But I would have liked Amnesia explained a little more. That 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 would have really added to the book. Thank you. I also think, um, in addition to what Deborah and Liz said about Alice making some choices here, when Alice left the hospital, she lied to them and said, I'm fine, and she wasn't fine. And I do think that was a flaw. I would hope any hospital worth their salt would have had a therapist in there interviewing her extensively and realizing that she was, in fact, not fine, and she really still had a memory loss of 10 years. And they would have released her, but they would have released her with outpatient therapy and maybe involving other people in the family to help her get back on her feet. But instead she lied, and they're just like, oh, okay, you could go. That was totally unrealistic. That would never have happened in real life. And if it did, it would be because the person went out of the hospital against medical advice. But... That, that part was totally unrealistic, for sure. And, yeah, Kate turned on her in the end. Her daughter was the one that was just, or her, whoever it was, was just a bully, too. And, so, and yeah, Kate did turn on her in the end. But the way I remember the party was the way Deborah described it, that, Alice didn't want to cancel it. She probably should have, but they had already committed to it, and somewhere in her psyche she must have known that. So she let it happen, and it was just giving her home. Now, any, I think most people would have canceled it, but that was just part of the story. Um. Yeah, Bob, I do agree with you. I, I would like to have had more explanation, a little bit more research done on amnesia to, you know, let us know that the events were kind of making sense. But I wanted to change it a little bit because I think one of my favorite parts of this book were Franny's letters to Phil. Um, that was They were so touching, and it was I thought that was a beautifully creative way to continue to share your life with somebody um, and you know, feel like they're still a part of what's happening. Um, but then, it, you know, and be able to move on. And I was wondering if other people, you know, followed that or not. But I, I thought that was, you know, maybe not an integral part of the story, but it was a beautiful thing that she wrote into the story. I totally agree with you. I, I think that Franny's letters to Phil, and even the last one, how she met Mustache, whatever his name is. And uh, and so forth was beautiful. Now, why did I think that was beautiful? 
when the other guy in the last book wrote a letter about his daughter going to college and high school. I don't know. I didn't feel tricked. I just, you know, you got the, you, you figured it out that Phil had died, what, a week before her marriage or after, I don't remember. But it was beautiful. Franny is absolutely wonderful, a very dear person in the book. She was my favorite character, Franny, and those letters, that was absolutely beautiful. And Liz, Liz was a little nuts, but she was believable too. There are so many, you hear of so many instances where people just, they want to have a baby so badly that it takes over their entire lot, their, their entire life, and it, it's, she was believable too. Like I said, she was a little nuts, but she kind of reminded me of my sister in a way. Crazy, but you know, she did just that. That was to me that was believable. Um, I noticed that Don has had his hand up several times, and he's always very polite and lets go when others of us talk. So maybe after Marsh is done, Don, you can get in. I won't be long. Uh... Thanks for, for pointing that out. Um, I just wanted to say that was beautiful, Phil's, uh, Prenny's letters to Phil. What a, what a way to get through such a tragic event, you know, two week or two before your wedding and losing your fiancé so tragically. And, and her writing was, you know, it was just so beautiful talking about what was going on in her life and so on. And um, I didn't feel tricked about that either. And... Elizabeth did seem realistic as far as her her tremendous want and need of a baby. I couldn't, I can't relate to that, but I certainly know, you know, I know that that's people are uh, can be very, you know, traumatized, you know, when they've had so many miscarriages and so on. Uh, go ahead, Don. Well, I was just going to say I was so fascinated by Randy's comments because I've worked with a fair number of people with traumatic brain injury over the years. As a matter of fact, right now, I'm working with a young man who, um, very, very bright young man who um, is has TBI, and we've been spending a lot of time, a lot of hours working together. And I, when you said that, I thought, why didn't I go there when I was reading the book? And I think the reason is that in this book, I didn't feel like it was about the traumatic brain injury at all. I felt like the traumatic brain injury was sort of the gimmick, and I don't mean that to be quite as negative as it sounds, on which the rest of the things that the author wanted to say was hung. So I really wasn't looking at whether the memory loss and all, how it would connect with the TBI, because there was no other pathology. It was just the memory loss. So I kind of looked at it like, okay, that part's not realistic, but it's not about that anyway. That's just the way that the author allowed the 10 years to be missing. You know what really amazes me in this book? The one thing that happened between 1998 and 2008 that I think has changed the whole world was, well, especially if you live in the United States, of course, maybe they didn't see it that way because they didn't, was 9-11. I mean, um, that is the most tra- traumatic change. When you think about how much freer airports and public places were and there wasn't all this, you know, this fear, as much fear of terrorism, and then all of a sudden that horrible event happened. And it's one of those events that you can remember where you were on that day. I certainly can. And I'm sure you folks all can too. But I am surprised. that That's one thing that I am really surprised that that didn't even get a mention in this book because I think that has changed society permanently. And I think that would be um, something to really get, have a difficult time getting your... your um, your psyche around is um, missing that event and having to have that explained. I think if she had lived in the United States, that would be something. But in Australia, I mean, obviously it was a worldwide event, but I'm not surprised it didn't get mentioned. I think Don makes an excellent point. I hadn't really thought about it, but you're right. It is sort of 
it was a re, it was something that happened to her so she could write the rest of the book in terms of her traumatic brain injury. It wasn't the central part of the story. Right. And that's why I said in the very beginning, this is not a medical, it's not at all a medical book like um, Inside the O'Briens. It was not really about the the amnesia as a medical condition. Um, and yeah, and I wanted to say too that I believe that, 2000, that the 9-11 probably would have definitely factored into some part of the story had it taken place in America. But, you know, when you think about the worldwide, you know, where all of the attacks are happening, Australia is pretty well untouched by it all at this point, Um, you know, at least until President Trump had a fight with the president of Australia over something. I don't know what it is. But I remember even when that that little interchange happened, there was a lot of laughing and joking about, you know, Australia. I mean, why are we picking on Australia? So I don't don't know that they're really that affected, you know, certainly not as affected as as many parts of the world are by what happened on 9-11. Yeah, uh, this is Michelle. Yeah, Australia is is kind of interesting. My nephew just spent um, the last semester in Australia as an exchange student for college. And the reason why my brother and and uh, my sister in law wanted him to go to Australia as opposed to Europe is there's just so much going on in Europe now. And they actually Australia is very interesting because the um, the students can go to college for free in Australia. Not students from the United States, but students. From from Australia actually go to college for free so that a lot of the Australian universities actually actively encourage students from other countries to come because they pay tuition and they have all kinds of special programs set up they made it really really easy for my nephew there he was allowed to go you know with groups like traveling all around Australia and and even to other countries and I think that they have a lot more freedom in Australia kind of the way like Carla was describing before 9-11 before everything happened and, and everything changed so, so dramatically. So it's it's um it's a, a I guess a relatively safe place I guess that that's left in the world now. Did you guys, when um, Alice got her memory back, have an oh no reaction? Because that was my reaction: is oh no, she's got her memory back now. She's going to be the same bitch that she was before she lost it. No, I didn't have that reaction at all. I thought, well, here comes, the, as the French would say, the denouement. Things are going to come together. Things are going to unfurl, and other things are going to weave together. And um, You were buffering there. Oh, was that Don or Carla? That, that is the great strength of the book. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I didn't totally dislike it. It was it was the maturation of Alice. Yeah, I, no, I, I didn't think she would be the bitch that Alice was, okay? But that she grew up. She 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 had to process, which Randy's taught me now that that that's a really good word. She had to somehow physically process the ten years and see her mistakes. And even it, it says in the epilogue, you know, what she did—a professional woman working. And of course, we hear about Madison, Tom, and and Olivia, mummy darling, is a brat right now. But she'll hopefully she'll grow out of it. Randy, if we could uh, conclude, you guys could talk all night, but I want to end the recording. When it, when, so if we could give a book for next time, and then uh, you get rid of me, you guys could talk all night. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick, I thought that. I thought, oh boy, she's got her memory back. Now everything is going to be just back the way it was before. So, uh, yeah, Sherry, I, I totally ag- agree with you there. Anyway. Okay. Uh, this is Deborah. I just wanted to answer 100%. that question. Had that that oh no sort of response um, you know dreading it when she got her memory back that oh no 46%. she's going to she's going to be nasty again and she's not going to be want to get back with Nick and all that kind of 100%. stuff so I, I think i think the author did a really good job of merging the uh, 39 year old alice with the remembered 20 you know the experience of regaining her 29 year old self I just, real quick, I didn't have that oh no moment either um, because I felt that Alice had had an opportunity to see enough of her current life that she really didn't like that I didn't think she was going to fully embrace that again. I didn't either. I thought she would, she would be fine. She was going to, things were going to come together and everything would be okay. Liz, this was an excellent discussion and I just want to thank you for hosting and doing such a great job 
with this and it was a very good discussion a lot of food for thought and Dawn and Deborah and Michelle Sherry I'm glad all of you <clears throat> were able to make it and I hope you come back we are going to take the month of August off and in September we are will be reading The Dollhouse by Fiona Davis and the DB number is 85381 it's The Dollhouse by Fiona Davis and it's the DB number is 85381 so Thanks, everybody. It was a great discussion.